3333. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Podcast, a sometimes smart, a sometimes funny podcast covering new and classic Star Trek. I'm your enterprising Captain Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen tonight, we have Clyde Haynes. Seth Clyde. Nope, no How puns. Are you tonight? That's it. No puns. I'm Talk doing all right. Doing, yeah, I'm doing all good. right. Feeling, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let everyone know. I might be a little on the loopy side. I'm running on like three hours of sleep. It's going to be a good time. Get ready, buckle in. It's going to be a fun ride on the Proto Star. Um, tonight we are reviewing and chatting about episodes 13 and 14 of Star Trek prodigy i'm really excited to dig into this if you enjoy our content uh, whether we're loopy or not you can subscribe to the podcast on apple spotify and youtube uh youtube you can join us for the live stream you can find links to all that more at startrekpod.co uh also you can join us over on the patreon i know twitter has become kind of a crazy um uh, dumpster fire place more than usual uh, so if you'd like to just hang out with a bunch of really cool uh, Trek fans and have watch-alongs and chat about really great things, you can visit us at patreon.com slash Star Trek pod, where just for $2 an episode, you get to hang out in the Slack channel with us. Good deal to join right now, because we're doing about two episodes a month for four bucks. You can come hang out with us. It's cheaper than old Elon Musk's $8 Twitter. So half And price. you get Slack with us. You, you get, get Slack, slack with, with us. us. So much better. Uh, Clyde, how can people interact with us if they're joining us on the live stream? Well, if you're watching us live, then you decide, hmm, I kind of want to ask a question, make a comment, share my thoughts. And you just type in capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod into the chat. and We will take a look at your comment. And in a moment, we'll talk about that special thing where we want to know how you felt about the episode. And if you want to tell us, just type capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat, and we'll take a look at your thoughts. Indeed. Okay, Clyde. Tonight, do you want to? Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you pick. Do you want to talk about both collectively, or do we want to go one by one? You know, if you'd asked me that that before I I did a review of the first episode, I was like, let's do it together. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the first episode was such a unique experience. <laughs> I don't know how you don't talk about that. I mean, we are Starflight, so... Starflight. Okay, well, then I think let's join Starflight and let's dive into this first episode of Prodigy, All the World's a Stage, directed by Andrew L. Schmidt, uh, written by Aaron J. Waltke, um, with some um i think you know what time it is it is time for it's time for some good old hot breaks clyde what did you think about all the world's a stage (laughs) this was an entertaining ride on the crazy bus i did not know what i was watching but I thought it was cool. It it's basically a, a if a society was completely informed by watching Star Trek, old reruns of the TOS series, 
that's what you got. Um, it. I, I also thought it was a much more fun when I turned on captions. Oh, when I turned on the captions, and so you could. It was like it, instead of Sulu, it was mm-hmm. Sulu. Right, 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 right. Right. So there, you could see all these, all the distinctions. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought, what a way to tongue in cheek the the original series, but in a way that did feel disrespectful, but felt fun. Um, yeah, including the the the. The, I guess there's no other way to say it. The mocking of William Shatner yeah. and his cadence—just <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. But Clyde, what could you possibly mean? <laughs> Booms. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you. I thought this was a super fun episode. I um, watched it last week. I unfortunately didn't have time to rewatch it today before um, the stream, but I loved that there was like a red shirt in a frame. I thought that was so lovely. I thought it was like incredible to see like how they interpreted. Yeah. Like like what you said, someone like a society that their only form of entertainment were TOS reruns. Um, It's like, if you drop the scripts and maybe like they got a little worn, you know, and it's like that fun game of telephone to see how everything kind of happens later on in life. Um, I thought it was a fun way to sort of to show us episode of the week as well. Um, kind of like these adventures, hopefully our, our little crew is going to get into more and more frequently. And I thought it was a great showcase um, for, you know, like as a kid's show, it's talking about like teamwork and like, mm-hmm. you know, like all of those themes you want to see in a kid's show. So I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I also, I also like the fact that it was kind of a, for, for those of us who, kind of grew up watching Trek. It was a there was a shuttle accident that happened to a red shirt. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because from a TOS standpoint, like it's like, oh no, so and so is lost. Oh man, that's so tragic. He didn't make it back. Well this you is what happened. To let a cat into the room I'm in, Clyde. So I'm gonna let you sorry y'all. I'm like traveling. The world is chaos. I'll be right back, but I don't want this cat to not have its litter box. So one second. Speaking of cats and litter boxes, I mean, you know, that need is just the same need that we saw from the Starflight crew, right? They had this need to be to connect, this need to 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 find starf um to, to starf so to find starfleet just like dial and crew uh mariah you missed me trying very hard to link the cat coming in for its litter box and star trek <laughs> in some bizarre way right. um, i believe in you um yeah i also really liked that like the team wanted to keep they like they've sort of established along you know luckily with hollow janeway like the mythology of Starfleet, right? Like they also see it as this mythical space that they now don't have access to. And um, when the crew, when the Enterpriseans come onto the um, deck of the Protostar and they adjust it so it looks like oh, the Enterprise for them, I thought that was so sweet. It, it was great. And it reminded me, so I've mentioned before, I have a, a VR headset and there's a, 
Star Trek Bridge Crew is a game that I enjoy playing. And you have the option to play a number of different um, bridges. So you can play the Bridge of the Enterprise. You can play like TNG. You can, you can play something that's kind of more Voyager, more, more Discovery. Um, and so when they went to the TOS and I saw all the buttons, I was like, that is so amazing. But if, if that is what you're used to, Mm-hmm. Then seeing a modern bridge, you don't know what to do with those. Like right. it's so night and day. Um, and so, yeah, when they did that, it was kind of like, oh man, watch them find their groove. And they did. Um, you know, not to jump ahead, but I'm amazed at how many people they just let on the on the on mm-hmm. the bridge of the ship. Like, hey, that's to- how you know they're not actually Starfleet. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm thinking any minute now, somebody gonna steal this ship from y'all. You need to calm down just a little bit, youngins. Um, but no, I thought that was great. Um, I, my favorite part was probably when um, Pog um, and Doll are talking and they're like, they're just a bunch of losers who are pretending to be Starfleet. And he's like, yeah. Nothing like us. Nothing like us. Like it's that that moment that imposter syndrome that I think we all deal with from time to time. Um, That was I felt like I I connected with that on a truly emotional level, and I had to remind myself this is this is pretty intense for a kids show. Like they're throwing some stuff out here that I thought was 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 really cool. Um, But yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. yeah, it took me a minute to get into it, but it was hilarious. Yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to say it's my favorite episode of the series. Uh, I can't, yeah. I can't go that far. I thought it was, it felt like whimsical. It felt like the most kid show in some way to me mm-hmm. that we've had thus far. Um, you know, and that there's like a clear lesson here. It's, I also thought it was fun to play with the mythology of like the beast in the woods, right? Like that feels very like campfire story time. Um, Like the thing they tell you as a kid to like stay out of the woods because usually whatever's actually in there is probably terrifying people. And then like, but they tell you it's a monster. So as a kid, you can kind of like deal with it mentally. You know what I mean? Well, but it's also, there's a TNG episode where they're in the holodeck and it's like Beowulf mm-hmm. and they have, you know, Grendel is what they call it. Right. And they have to go and find, there's this beast in the woods. Like it's this, it's this thing that comes up, I think in Star Trek over and over again. Um, and so to see it here and this, you know, in this environment, this kids show, I thought was like amazing. I was like, that, that tracks, that fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course it's a, Oh, you know, there's a very scientific explanation for, for what it is. Yeah. And I like that each character got kind of like a shine moment this episode. Um, Michael points out, and this is kind of inspired that, that um, doll gets sick. So Gwen has to lead the mission into the scary cave and seeing Gwen take more command role. was really fun. We also see, um, you know, Rock really using her dedication to wanting to figure out what science she's most interested in as mm-hmm. a way for her to take some leadership role. Um, we have Zero working on the antidote for the disease. And then we have Pog, who's willing to jump into the shuttle to fix the communicator. Um, yeah. and, and I thought it was, I, I thought each character really got a nice shine moment in this episode. 
Well, you know, it's interesting because I know I was looking back at the episode list and I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, we're still in the first season, but it feels like the second season to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely shown that growth and it's that w- what is true to Trek is that you have a group of truly talented, exceptional people who are all specialists at what they do, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of amazing. And so, you know, to your point, everybody had this thing and like together they can fix it, separate they can't. Um, and so, you know, I always say this, I love a good team up. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of the clearest team ups in the Star Trek kind of new franchise. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, they've done a good job of putting, you know, this little ragtag group together. And um, I think the the chemistry of the performers and of the way that the characters are interacting is is um, is going really well. Um, See, I, I kind of want to start the show over because Michael brings up a good point. When you said, when I, when you said, hi, I'm Mariah Gossett, I should have said, hi, I'm Clyde Haynes live logs and prosper like that's now i see what i was (laughs) supposed to say and i didn't say it like thanks michael now i understand what the you got it you got it let's see what else is going on over here in the chat we've got choopy prodigy pack story into an episode like snoopy packs a three story into his doghouse Nicely done. I like that That's one. A Very good, good one. Um, and then she says her real hot break is all the worlds is hands down my favorite of the series so far. I want to see fans cosplay and do the logs badly. Um, yeah, they also would go like this instead of like yes. this. Which um, I appreciate because I can do that. Oh, like, for the for sorry, the listeners, yeah. we're doing live long and prosper, yes. but it's the two middle fingers together instead of okay, and I still struggle, so we're just gonna put my hands down. Um <laughs> No, I, I, that's a really good point. I imagine at the Comic Cons um, coming up, you're going to see people in these, you know, in this in this mm-hmm. green cosplay. Yeah, um, I hope we get some cool stuff. Uh, let's see. Can, about time we made a red shirt a hero, a loving homage to TOS that still works, even if you haven't seen the shows like most of the kids in the audience. I know I do. I almost am like, Clyde, we got to get like a kid on as a co-host almost for Prodigy because I would be very interested. You know, like a kid kid. I don't know, like 13, 14. Think they'd still be into this? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I'm just curious. I need like, I need like a kid segment, like a little man on the street time. (laughs) All right. For maybe, maybe for one of these episodes. I'll have to, I'll ask my daughter what she thinks. It's hard because like we're 13, 14 episodes in. Yeah. Um, I tried to get her to watch. She was like, I'm not watching this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just wasn't interested. It's not interesting. Um, yeah. And then, so the other big um, thing for um, this episode and kind of going into the next one is that Murph is a little sick and turns into his little cocoon in this episode. Yes. Um, yes. So Murph is, 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 is about to become a butterfly of some sort. Of some kind. Um, yes. oh, this is a fun fact from Michael. Way to go, Michael, chiming in tonight. Ensign Grovek's voice from the shuttle is voiced by Fred Tadascore from Lower Decks. Um, a nice connection to the other. Also, the, the spot the spot character was also voiced by him. Oh dang, he's just all over the place. 
That's yeah, fun. I was because I, I was looking. The reason why I know is because I was watching the end credits because I was trying mm-hmm. to fill it, fi- figure out whether or not Sulu was voiced by Sulu. Oh, it did and it sound was very. Not, it, oh. it was very good. It's very a good impression. Good. Very good yes, impression. I was very. I was very impressed, and so that's why this was like, oh, is it? Is there a chance? And it was like, no. I was like, well, they just had him on an episode. Yeah. I mean, it also feels right. Like, it would be weird if it was, like, if the the real actor was playing the pseudo version. I don't know. I mean, it would be fun. But I also get why, like, in the universe, they're probably like, no, you have to, like. But then again, Fred Pattiscore is voicing a bunch of characters. So A bunch of characters. Like, it was a bunch of. Like, literally, it had his name. And there was just, like, a line of characters up there. And I was like. (laughs) I'm glad he's, you know, Lower Decks stopped shooting. He's still working. Happy yeah. for him. Keeping it up, man. Keeping Shax. That. Shax is booked and busy. Um, we got, I overall really enjoyed All the Worlds of Stage. I thought there was a bunch of really clever jokes with the names of things, like from Star Flights and the, like you were saying, Clyde. Like, I always watch these for the first time, especially with the, um, close captions on because I like seeing so I can write down the names of like species and different planets and stuff like that as they come up. So um, I I saw the joke right away and it was very clever. There was something that I saw on their on like the third rewatch was that um, at the very beginning, Dow opens up a locker and in it is one of those like games where you put and you're looking into your eyes, like the, the Wesley Crusher game. Oh, I miss that. Remember? Yeah, it was just. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I just wonder why, 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 why that's there on the, on the bridge. But it was fascinating. So I just kind of noticed that. But yeah, all in all, thought this was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, not willing to say it's my favorite episode, but liked it. Really did like it. Are you willing to join Starflight? No. <laughs> I want a real ship, not a, <laughs> not a paper one. I, th- I thought the play was a cute way to to give backstory to. Um, there's lots of lots of good plot devices in this episode. I was I was like, let's play the logs. I was like, oh, okay, they literally are going to play. Yeah, the logs. <laughs> so fun. That was good. Yeah, that was uh, good. Okay, well, I think it might be time for us to move on to yet another round of. more hot breaks but this time we're talking about crossroads which was directed by steven chen on and sue shin or sung chen excuse me uh written by lisa schultz boyd um yeah what did what's your hot break on old crossroads here clyde so one reason why i've been so adamant about not saying that all the world's a stage is my favorite episode because crossroads is my favorite episode so far this, this season. episode was such a clyde episode i it like was. the minute i finished it i went clyde's gonna like this one <laughs> i did like I, i'm not so much in the 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 hijinks of bumping into them and then just running away and going, oh, if you would chases. just, yes, but great space chases, right? You've got, there's ships everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you've got an away team mission. You're doing heroic stuff, right? Like there's, you know, you got 
chases against the snow. I mean, this is basically a cartoon version of a Star Trek Fast and the Furious. Like, it was fantastic. So I enjoyed it, but I also enjoyed um, the Gwen character is is really putting in some killer performances week in, week out. And I'm loving what they're doing with that. That was the one that made the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Jangum Pog bumping into the Tellarite and then having that interaction. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're setting up that he was a jerk weeks before so this would make sense. Got mm-hmm. it. Payoff, eh, but I got it. Um, Dow bumping into Janeway was a little like, just say the words. Yeah. Say the words that the Janeway hologram told us to find you. Say those words, yeah. right? Get it out there. Explain before this whole thing sits out. But the Gwen interaction, that felt that felt authentic. You 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 have my father. I don't know if I can trust you. I got to get mm-hmm. away from you. If that makes yeah. sense. I um yeah. There was a lot I liked about this episode. I thought the snow chase was fun. It felt very um like new Star Wars franchise in some ways. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, yes. Um, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And the space chase was great. I, I did. It, it seems like a little early for us to have these two crews cross paths. So I'm not sure like. How's is it, it early? I don't got, know. This is episode 14. See, if this is season two, it's but very have, early. But they have 22 episodes this season. I, I can't figure out how I feel about this. Right? Because yeah. again, my original thought was, whoa, they came in contact with each other way faster than I thought. I thought we had two or three more episodes. But then I was like, oh, but at least are we ripping the bandaid off and getting to this right now? Um, so I haven't quite figured out how I feel. But yeah, if it, there is an earliness to it that I'm I'm sorting through. Yeah, I'm sorting through that. But um, I agree with you. I thought the Gwen interaction was great. Um, I also like. I feel for Doll though. Like if you've ever run into like a celebrity and you and you realize like everything you've ever wanted to say to them leaves your brain, and then you just say something stupid. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> I'm thinking no. I mean. Usually, living in now LA and before mm-hmm. in New York, I've run into celebrities here and there. Usually, I'm trying to be the, I'm not going to bother you, but I'm kind of cool. So it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? What's it? Like, there's nothing nothing of substance. Um, I typically don't get too, like, uh, uh, uh. so it's just like, but there's nothing that comes out. It's just like, how you doing? Good? Good. I'm going to leave you alone now. Mm-hmm. But I understand what that's like. I've watched it happen to people. I've been standing next to someone at a Whole Foods and their favorite actor on the planet. Like, you know, you're putting your card away and all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, uh, ooh. <laughs> and I was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You are I, you, you. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? <laughs> I know who you are. Yeah. I mean, I feel for doll in that situation. It's a lot of pressure. Um, Chippy asked the question, how are they going to handle the Romulans in a prodigy setting? It's a good question. Um, I mean, I think in the same way that you get like Rita Repulsa in like Power Rangers, right? Like it's going to be evil, but a slightly different evil in, in a kid way. 
Hey, is it wrong that I was excited that the Romulan looked like a, a black woman? Is it, was it? I mean, that's exciting. It's always exciting. I just, I'm trying to, I was thinking back, like, have we seen, like, we, we see black Klingons all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But have we seen a black Romulan? And I just was like, that's kind of cool. Way to, way to, I'm way to show representation. Giraffe, because she's obsessed with Romulans. And I know she'll know the answer to this question. Um, and then Michael asks, uh, where the hell is the protostar? We see them in a snowy spaceport with Sandy Kaysa. Well, they're on like a, uh, like a trade hub. From what I mm-hmm. understand about the shows, everything is, is in the Delta Quadrant, right? Because that's where, you know, he, the yeah, whole point Chakotay went back to the Delta Quadrant. It's like, why would you go back there? Because now I have this ship that can jump and I'll be home in a, in a blink, right? Um, so I think we're still in the Delta Quadrant, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, she shot the prodrive. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> well, no, she shot the nacelle. So, but yes. it we cut off the proto star. Yeah. Yes. The proto drive. So that'll be a fun thing for um, Jenkin Pog to fix. <laughs> Try to figure yes. out how to fix. Um, I did really like this plan. It did feel like a practical idea of them being like, we're going to just bury the ship in the snow. We are going to go and we're going to try to make contact. Um, which some one of the things that I sometimes get frustrated with in a lot of like, well, both kids shows and honestly adult media is when there is like a very clear solution that no one is trying. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like not the exciting thing to write, and it's I, a bad plot device. Yeah, right. It's, which it's the thing that you would do. Right. Exactly. It's, it's like device, yeah. I hear someone breaking into my house. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to call. You know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like no, there's some there's I've someone in the basement. I got to go down there. <laughs> Let me go look and see what's happening. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, I appreciate that. It's like, oh yeah, this would be a very easy solution, but now it's more complicated. The them having um, Gwen's dad on the ship makes mm-hmm. everything more complicated. And I appreciate that it's not the, e- I appreciate the way that they've built the plot around that and, and how yeah. it's, it's making it more complex in a good way. Yeah, And, and the, the guy who was running the star base, yeah. right? The way they've developed his character from day one, it, it makes sense, right? Like he's a right. bit of a, He's yeah, like, he's a- I need things to be really hard. He's embellishing his stories to make him look good, right? Right, right. Because he's been out, like, literally, he was banished out there, mm-hmm. and now he's like, I, I can't, like, I can't get sent anywhere else. And so he is. He's embe- embellishing. He's trying to like be the cool guy. Yeah, and he's telling the story. And so, of course, especially I would imagine if you're a kid and you're hearing them call you these things right you know and you're you're already have this you're insecure about being wanting this like he's like dal said you want something so bad right but you feel like if you if you go for it it's just going to be taken away from you like he's struggling with that like i get it and so the way they've set this up is very believable and even as much as i want him to just blurt it out yeah i think i get that i get that he didn't the other thing that this particular episode did was like highlight how everyone is a little bit uh, like the underdog, right? Like we see, I think especially that interaction between Jankum and the doctor um, with him being like, yeah, we look so different because you're the runt. And so you're just like, oh, like 
you've shattered this poor little creature's confidence. He's been walking around being like, I'm royal because like (laughs) we were one of the first members of Starfleet and then this guy just like totally tears him down. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they rebuild him back up. Um, Yeah. Also, I think that what's interesting is that what we know in Star Star Trek is that when you have somebody who puts themselves above everybody else, that person takes a very hard fall. Mm-hmm. I think the doctor's going to take a pretty hard fall, yeah. and I'm for it. Because he is a jerk face. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I... Oh, goodness. The thought just left my brain. Where is it going? Oh, Gwen... I've been really enjoying how, like you were saying, Clyde, like how complex Gwen's character is getting. And I think this particular episode helped to build that up because, you know, we've seen her have to essentially reassess how she thought of her dad and her legacy with her dad multiple times over. And now it feels like she's feeling more confident in what she thinks about the situation. And so I'm excited to see her continue to build that. I agree. Um, Here's something that's interesting. So Michael L., again, our our third co-host here, uh, (laughs) says Okana uh, is voiced by the same actor from TNG, and his his appearance is similar to how he looked in the Lower Decks episode, where I missed this. He was the DJ at the Starfleet captain's party. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Where all of those... um little dudes popped up what yes. were they called <laughs> I can't anyway. remember but yes so it's interesting because I was like why does this guy seem so familiar um, and lo and behold and of course they bring him onto the ship and lo and behold I'm like okay this is this is this is he's from Lower Decks so it's a nice little kind of crossover and mm-hmm. TNG mm-hmm is this, our, is this our crossover episode? This is what they're giving us? They gave us one character? That... I guess so. <laughs> um, Q brings up that um, Trek Core says the planet was the same one as in Timeless, which does put it outside, just outside of the Alpha Quadrant. So, okay. um, which would make sense going towards the neutral zone. Um, let's see if there's any other comments on here. Um, let's scroll I mean, scroll. I am. I'm definitely interested. In, I'm fascinated, and I can't wait for next week's episode. Like, yeah, like this I know we left the, on quite the cliffhanger. Yeah, and and I think part of that is I, I'm enjoying Janeway, like mm-hmm. more Janeway. Um, I'm not sure what to make of the whole ad vice admiral Janeway. She seems very angry. Well, I thought it was nice that they kind of checked her there at the end, being like, you can't cause a war because you are trying to find your friend. Right. right? Um, oh, my gosh. Choopy. Thank you. I knew I was forgetting something. We get the big Murph reveal, which I think the reason I forgot it was I thought it was going to be more. I don't know. I did why. Too. I, I was like, he has I'm legs not... now. <laughs> I'm not, first of all, I thought it was going to be, I really thought it was going to be Caterpillar to Butterfly kind of transformation. Like something that you would go, how did that species, it come from that species? Yeah. It wasn't the Pokemon evolution I was looking for. It was more like it went from worm to, or like baby to toddler. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> sorry. 
Chupi says he's a Teletubby mag pointed out. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> Keen says it's an excuse for Paramount to sell more toys, but my thing is, like, Murph was, I thought Murph was cuter as the worm. Agreed. And the last it, thing I want is It reminds a, me of Flubber. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I, the last thing I need, though, is a little baby or a little toddler sitting running on around. A, running around, shooting phasers. Like, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sitting on a control deck. Yeah. Uh, firing off, like, that's just that whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping there's another evolutionary step to emer- to this Murph. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what, like, like uh, baby Murph, like, what is what's just going to be, like, throwing food? You know, yeah, getting know. into well, the nascent, like, just, you know. <laughs> Michael brings up, again, our third co-host tonight. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Paul will be back next time. Don't worry. Um, Murph sits on the console and fires you a turkey. kicked out. Michael, How many next week times you're out of here. <laughs> did Riker lean on a console in TNG? It seems a little too plot convenient. I do think, though, Murph also has, like, more... Con- I, sometimes I think things seem like a mistake, but Murph is doing them on purpose because Murph can kind of, like, shift his, like, <laughs> beingness wherever he wants to be. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to admit, I, I'm probably disappointed. I really respect expecting Murph to come out as like a teenager <laughs> like like come out and speaking words mm-hmm. and like this is what we all have to do oh my god basically intro- like he was going to be the data character <laughs> of the show like that's what i was expecting and so it's like oh hilarious. i've got a baby rush wesley crusher that's disappointing <laughs> i think i was like what if he um oh my gosh Never mind. I lost it. It was there. Now it's gone. He came out as... Oh, it, it was still all the Murph noises, but instead of being the high trill, because his voice has changed because he's getting older, it's all like really low. Like, like they're grumbles instead of those high trill noises. I don't know. Yeah, it's really it's... stupid. I probably should have just let the thought loose. No, it's okay. It's like, that's, that's what it is. Um... Yeah, Is I don't he, want to say oh, they ruined it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm we'll gonna see. let it ride. We'll see. I'm I'm, I'm waiting. Is he still indestructible? Also a good question. You mm. do not know. Do not know. They have to have a plan. Everything they've done mm-hmm. so far has had a very particular plan. I have to believe they've got one for this too. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I feel like I'm in trustworthy hands. They haven't oh, disappointed yeah. me hard at all yet. So um anything else about these two episodes Clyde? i think they've taken us on an interesting journey um we've got some some character development we've got some plot development we get episode of the week but the overarching story tends to to move forward mm-hmm. um we don't have chicote necessarily um and i'm still not quite sure what to make of the diviner and whether or not it's just he's he's playing everybody or is he's oh, actually I struggling i think he's playing everybody that's, that's my thought too yeah. um but yeah no i think uh i think i think these two episodes are really two two great episodes i'm excited for the next the next few episodes um i'm really hoping that we get some conclusion mm-hmm. i i'm hoping that they don't do cliffhangers cliffhangers for kids shows is a bad idea right you can't you can't do that to to children yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you can't do that to us or to kids. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> and they do it to us all the time. It's the kids. Oh. Like, I'm hoping they don't do it to me by not doing it to the kids. That's what I'm hoping. We so, just but all one. in all, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really did enjoy this episode. This was one of my favorite episodes so far. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, all right. Yeah, the warp, the warp um, space chase was beautifully animated. I will say I really enjoyed it. It was. Um, and also, they did something that I thought in the chase was great, right? Is that for decades now, we've seen these captains get into the seat, get into a chase, and go, are we ready? And very nonchalantly start counting down, like, on my mark, we're going to do this. Are you ready? And in this situation, he was like, all right, we're going to get ready. And it was too late. Like, if you had just said, go, 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 you would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But you did all this preamble and exactly what was going to happen, happened. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. I'm excited to see what happens in the neutral zone next week. Um, But yeah, that that is it for us this evening, y'all. We'll be back um, not next week, but the week after. We hope you all have a good holiday week. Get to spend it with your fam. Um, Also, just a reminder that it um, is Indigenous Heritage Month. So definitely check out. um, I'll post in the Slack. There's a cool website where you can find out what indigenous land that you belong on um, or that you live on and um, uh, and you can look up some more information about kind of uh, what's going on in your area um, it's really cool it's, it's interesting it's neat it's a part of our history and hopefully we can learn more about it so that we can not repeat ourselves I'm with you yeah if a Star Trek has taught us anything <laughs> so um, again thank you so much for joining us on the pod this week uh, we will be back after the holiday um, you can subscribe rate and review on Apple Podcasts you can also find links to where to subscribe to the audio version um, or to join us on the live stream if you're listening to the audio version at StarTrekPod.co you can also find the link to our Patreon there um, Clyde uh, we are still keeping up our Twitter Karen doing a great job keeping up yes. that Twitter's we I'm exploring some other potential avenues if that destroys. Um, we'll keep y'all updated since social media is a hellscape, but we like <laughs> hanging out with y'all. So <laughs> um, we will see y'all next time. Live long and prosper. Live logs and prosper. Bye. <laughs>